Hi team, hello. You are listening to none other than Equally Lost, the weekly podcast on design, business and existential crises with me, Elsa. And with Sophia. It's been a hot minute since we've been together and I must say, Sophia, when you were recording um, alone last week, I was really jealous because I've missed this. (laughs) Yeah, I've missed it too. felt so weird to be without you, to be honest. Yeah, so tell me what's happened between now and the last time that we recorded okay um so i went back home for the bank holiday here in england was nice to catch some sun the last rays of sun (laughs) before going back to the uk and then this week has been pretty intense at work because we've been doing a lot of training and i'm just really really tired of staying on zoom for the entire day and Indeed, next week I'm finally going into the office for the very first time and I'm really, really, really excited. I was going to ask like, if you know when you're going back, but that's awesome. I'm so glad. Yeah, I actually ended work two days ago and it was like super exciting because it was my first like real in-person event like for our company. I'd been to like other things, but we didn't own the event. So it was great. I was a bit sad to leave my team, but now I have like, as my friend said, like it's now my first day of summer, which is really sad because it's September. But um, yeah, and then I'm flying out to Vermont next week. But to celebrate my internship ending, I am actually drinking a Guilty Joe cider. And this is like interesting because it's like a dry rosé apple cider, but it has like fig in it. So it has a bit of a kick. It's It's just like summer Positano vibes that you need. Right. (laughs) In September. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But we have a we have a fun, fun discussion topic today. I'm really excited for this one. So Sophia and I figured since people are going back to university, some of you probably already have gone, um, but at least at, like on the East Coast uh, in the States, school starts a bit later. So we figured as two jaded old people who have either already finished university as Sophia has or like have been there for quite a long time as I have we would give you guys some advice and I think like the best way to start this maybe would be that in case we have some people that like don't know anything about us Sophia would you mind telling people what type of school you went to just like the environment um what did you study and yeah what was like your overall experience Okay, um, so I just finished my undergraduate degree in international politics and government at Bocconi University in Milan. Um, So uni in Europe is very different from uni in the US, and I think we'll touch upon this throughout the episode. Um, So uh, my degree was a lot about, you know, political political economics, because Bocconi is quite renowned for finance and economics. So even like politics and government had a really um, quantitative angle to it in terms of what I studied and then how I found my uni experience I fucking loved it and it's so sad it kind of lasted for like a year and a half due to COVID but I think now looking back at it and also preparing for this episode I also made the most out of online classes and perhaps we'll share some piece of piece of advice later on when we speak about academics and doing it online. How about you, Elsa? What are you studying and where? <laughs> Do you like it? <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I'm a rising senior. That means a fourth year student, about to start my fourth year 
um, undergraduate degree in political science at Millbury College in Vermont in the United States. And yes, I do agree, like the whole way of like how uni works is very, very different. So my degree, even though it's in political science, which is very similar to what Sophia did, I've done like a lot of like other things as well. And so in the end, I think my major really only takes up like, let's say half of my degree. And then I've done things that are like tangentially related to it. Like my first year seminar was on Sophocles in Athens and we read all his surviving works in like 12 weeks. And I mean, like, I think the great thing about like liberal arts education, especially at like small colleges is that like, even though it's not like directly related to politics, you still learn so much about like how democratic communities were envisioned to work and like yada, yada, yada. So um, overall, I've had a great experience, especially living at a residential college. I've really, really enjoyed it. And I think that also makes my experience a lot different than yours living in Milan in a city. Yeah, um, I mean, to start with, I think a very big difference of US colleges and European colleges that you know, US college, obviously you live in campus and for Europe um, you get a flat usually um, with some friends alone or with you know whoever you find like on the spare room or whatever um, yeah. so <laughs> that's one uh, maybe we'll talk about this later um, later on when we talk about social life so yeah so we have like um, we have I think we have four categories correct yes. so we're going to I think the way we're going to do this is so we have academic life, social life, relationships and a wild card. And I think the wild card will obviously be the last one. But Sophia, which category would you like to start with? Mm, I think we can start with, I don't know what else. Uh, I, I want to, I kind of want to start with social life because that would break it a bit and then go on to next with academics and then talk about relationships. So we have like a bit of a distance between the two topics that may seem a bit uh, similar, but I'm also happy mm-hmm. to go first with academics. I think what you said makes sense. So why don't you get us started? Social life then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm speaking from my experience in Europe, which is obviously affected by the very big difference that, that we just mentioned, which is the fact that in Europe, you don't live on campus. So um, usually um, the system difference from country to country but you have a very big lecture room of like 100 people or so and basically if you don't come to class people don't even know that you exist because they won't see you around uni um not even like the cafeteria perhaps the cafeteria but i mean the uni is big it has like more than 10,000 students so nobody will notice you um so one come to class and you know like you start you know always sit in the same spot etc you make friends with the people around you start recognizing faces and then too for me a really big game changer has been joining a lot of student societies um like i think in my first year i was like overdoing it and i joined like three of them and it was the best thing um that i could ever do for my social life at uni because it also allowed me to expand my uh my friendships from outside the lecture room and the different lecture rooms and um, I also had the opportunity to meet people from across all years of uni and um, both international and, you know, Italians or in other Europeans. And, you know, I was given that my campus was relatively small. I was finding myself, you know, going around campus and uh, bumping into people that I met from the societies, which gave me also that sense of belonging, the sense of, you know, being settled at uni which is something that you really look for when you're in your first year starting. No, for sure. Like definitely agree on the organizations part. And it's also like organizations are a great way to like gain 
exposure to like I guess like getting exposure to different issues but also to develop your skill set that can then help you when you're looking into jobs and like I don't know about like how it is at Baconia or like bigger schools but like mid has like less than 3,000 people and for most organizations if you just like consistently show up you're almost guaranteed to get like a leadership position which is always a great thing but my like social life tip is actually that like a lot of uni, a lot of college is very lonely in the end. Like a lot of the time is just kind of like you and your water bottle and your laptop against the world. You know, it's like you go to your classes and like you get your food and like, you know, and the the friends are kind of woven into like somewhere in between. So I would say just also as like an adulting tip is like get comfortable with being alone very early on. And something that helps with that is something that I've like myself told freshmen who've come into college because I did like orientation leading two years in a row, I think. I didn't do it this year just because my internship ran so long, but is that freshmen often have this complex with like not wanting to be seen eating alone in the dining hall like there's just like this massive fear that people will think that you're like an idiot for doing it when god's honest truth is that that's like the way to assert dominance in college because everyone else is so scared to do it like everyone else is so like concerned with how they look that if they see you like eating alone in the dining hall or just like doing anything alone and you looking like you just have it together and you know what you're doing they're gonna be like oh my god she's like so cool she really knows what she's doing so yeah get comfortable with being alone because no one else is like keeping tabs on you than you yourself that's a really great piece of advice um it's the same like um i mean because at the end of the day like um maybe like lecture hours are way longer in europe but if you have to study on a Saturday and you want to go to the library, you often do that alone. If you want to stay behind and work, you do it alone. Like either you find yourself like a study group and you stick with them. But I think sometimes like personally, like you have these downtimes where you, you just have to like get shit done and you do it. And honestly, it's so empowering to do things on your own, I think. So definitely echo everything else has said. Yeah and I think that also like kind of relates to like other facets of social life where I can only speak from my own experience but like just I think social media gets even more toxic when you're on like a small campus because you look at what other people are posting you're like oh my god like we're in the same place and they're doing so much more than I am like what am I doing wrong when like again remind yourself that like what people post on social media is not real Um, and like if you don't feel like going to like a party or something just don't go it's that simple people won't think that you're like an idiot for it yeah exactly and they won't like even remember that you were there or you were not there you know like unless someone explicitly has invited you um and also another thing they wanted to mention on top of this is one thing they found really beneficial is also to join societies where I was the only one like among the people that were like acquaintances or friends that I had I was joining because that really like challenged me to like make friends and I feel like if I joined them with like a friend I would have been like more comfortable and probably would have not like met like made a much more explicit effort to make friendship with the people in the society you know like so being alone also helps you like in this regard I think yeah oh for sure yeah that's like a really good point and it's also really really difficult and like intimidating to do that because I think like um at mid it was like really common for people to kind of like 
find like three four people that they like got along with and like orientation week and then they just like clung to them for dear life and I think like I kind of like sort of escaped that just because I already knew people who were at mid so I didn't feel like I was like quite that alone um and I like didn't you know feel so attached to like the one person that I met on the first day of orientation week but I think like exactly as Sophia says like if you go into everything with like people you already know then you just kind of like you're, you're going to have these like blinders on and you're not going to be forced to like step outside of your comfort zone and like talk to other people. My sister is actually doing really, really well at this. She's starting uni like this week, I think. And they have like a wakeboarding thing. Like one of their orientation things is like to go wakeboarding and the college is like paying for it. And she was like, yeah, my motto is that I just say yes. And she like messaged someone who they, who like has a mutual connection like on Instagram and was like, wanna go together? And now they're going wakeboarding together. And she like totally wouldn't have done that if she'd gone with like her existing friends. Yeah, 100%. Also, um, another thing about social life is that, you know, uni gives you a lot of opportunities in terms of your self-development as you were um, saying earlier. So I think joining like one society alone means that you're joining something you're really interested in you're really passionate about and that basically becomes your thing you know and I think it's really important to have that one thing um while going through college also in terms of thinking about your postgrad etc for sure trying to think do I have any other like social life things because like so many of my tips just revolve around like do whatever you want to do and like if people don't like it just like that's fine because you'll find people who like get you eventually maybe just give yourself time you know like that's yeah. just it like you have an like <clears throat> enormous and honestly understandable amount of pressure to find your friend find your group and you know like find the uni group that you stick with forever but people change throughout the year you'll change throughout the year um so many things will happen to you you'll have like so many encounters so just chill like it's gonna sort itself out sure in the states there's actually like a word for this of like people changing during freshman year like throughout the early stages of college it's called the sophomore shuffle and it basically just means that like the friend groups that most people have in freshman year just completely change in sophomore year like by the time that you reach like junior year you're like friends with completely different people and that's true for most people and I think COVID has made that especially difficult because the people who were like a year under me so the class of 23 they were in the middle of their freshman year when COVID happened and that broke up so many friendships I'm sure just because they weren't that cemented yet yeah that's unfortunate I'm trying to think if I have a piece of advice on social life and COVID but honestly you just do your best I yeah, think it dude yeah you just do your best and yeah. you'll survive hopefully but on that note should we move on to academic tips yes so I'm gonna start like with my biggest one and this is like we could do really concrete tips and we can do that later but my biggest piece of advice and I believe in this wholeheartedly is that like when you're in a class you don't want to try and be the smartest person in the room because in the end that doesn't matter but you want to be a person in the room that a professor would like to have there because ultimately like that's what matters it's like that means putting in the effort that means like trying to keep up with the readings 
turn your shit in on time. Don't have your professors or your TAs like running after you trying to figure out where your essay is. Like that's disrespectful. It's just like not the way to go. Ask questions in class, like just engage with your classmates. And that's like so much more expensive than being intelligent, you know, and I guarantee you that will translate into the A if you want it. I agree with all the tips you said. I think one more specific, like European Union one is go to fucking office hours. Um, so, you know, because usually have big lecture, lecture rooms of 200 people. So even if you're like one of these persons that are like intimidated about asking a question in, in class to, um, you know, for fear of sounding dumb or like, you know, being, you know, being seen as slower than others, go to your professor's office hours and I think it's beneficial in two ways. One, you can ask your professors like one-on-one questions about anything about the content and that will clarify a lot of things and it will also help you get like a better grade on the exam because you can kind of get from the professor what you really like values as important and what doesn't value as important and that really helps when you're like adjusting from like from high school where for example you may have like if you did the IB diploma like a MARS scheme and like a very defined uh, preset exam structure where you can like practice on which is not often the case with um, university courses and then two the network like I had amazing professors that had like really good research experiences or like we're doing research in parallel or, or one of them was actually is actually working uh, whilst being a professor like he has like a full-time role um in a family office and we talked about and I was interested like in the financial world so I came up to him and then the professor is really willing to give you like the mentorship that you need on top of you know understanding the material of your class and that builds that long-term relationship that I think it's like way more beneficial in the long term and number three I think that's something you figure out as you grow through uni but for me personally like I couldn't be bothered to re-watch for example the lecture recordings when I had online classes so came like year three so my last year of uni whenever like I missed something I would just pretend I didn't understand it ask it to a professor so I would like just take notes on the spot and not have to do double the work afterwards so that's another you know tip uh, to ask questions because it will make you more efficient for your studying the thing about like going to your professors and like going to office hours is so important because like yes there is like the one-on-one like tutoring part of it which like obviously will help you but there's like actual research that says that professors like teachers generally mark people higher who they know so if they like if you're in a big class of let's say 100 people which like at a NESCAC doesn't happen that much but some classes like intro econ are like that um not 100 but you know like significantly bigger where it's like harder to attach a name to a face if they just see your exam paper and they're like I have no fucking clue who this person is and they're like a half a point away from an A they're much more likely to give you that a round it up if they like remember that like oh like Sophia came and asked these like super insightful questions and like she was like so engaged and this goes back to my first point about like be a person who they would want to have in their classroom with the networking thing another thing is that if you're thinking of applying to grad school for example the only way that you're going to get impactful and like descriptive letters of recommendation is that if you have professors who've known you over like an extended period of time 
100% if I may also add something another reason why it's beneficial to do that it's because um, I don't know it works in the US but for Europe you need to find a supervisor for your thesis and pitch them like an idea etc and if you find a professor that one you already know one you already work with he knows you pretty well it'll also be way more inclined to help you with your thesis whenever you're struggling um, give you like good advice like I was so close to my thesis supervisor that like we went for like breakfast together to discuss about my thesis and then we were like you know chat a bit and then now like I'm still staying in touch with him so yeah like definitely do that also for if you want to graduate you know oh for sure yeah like we definitely had to like pitch our thesis as well but often the way that works is at like at least for my school there are so many like different schools at, at in the states that like each has like their own process but we often find our thesis advisors just like through classes but yeah absolutely and also like your professors are much cooler people than you might actually think like they've done all sorts of shit like they've been to all sorts of places they've met people um and they're just like you know significantly older than you with a lot more life experience so get some advice and then decide yourself whether you want to take it so um, i think our next topic would be relationships okay relationships i would like do we actually mean dating yeah we do yeah so what's your like what's your like top one tip sophia Honestly, um, have your priorities straight, like regardless of, okay, this sounds really bad, but like, <laughs> as, like I know can, this can be perceived as a really bad uh, concept, but you know, there's you, there's your life, and then there's your relationship. Like in, at least this is like the way I view it. So have your priorities straight, like have your uni goals straight in mind and find yourself a person that supports your ambition. Um, I, I find it funny that you think that that's like, maybe like an unpopular thing, because like, I was going to say that the thing that I'm going to say is probably like a hot take, and I want to hear your reaction to this. But so my take on this is that like, you shouldn't date in your freshman year, period. Just don't do it. Like, it's not that worth it. And the reason I say this is because like one, often you think you're ready and then you're not. And secondly, and more importantly, if you like start dating and like your freshman for your first semester, I have seen so many cases of people doing that and them like getting so attached and like spending all of this time with their significant other that they miss out on like the new and exciting friendships that people start building early on in their college career. I definitely agree with this. That's like the main reason why I was saying have your priorities straight and, you know, remember that there's you before anything else, even with like a significant partner, etc. Because I personally dated, I was dating at least um, in my first year of uni. I was in a long distance relationship in my first year of uni. And I think the fact that it was long distance in a sense helped me like settle with uni because I wasn't seeing my boyfriend every day. But definitely like it would be harder to have that kind of separation because like why wouldn't you not ask him to like go out with your uni friends together and like always be together you know so I definitely agree with that and um I think it's also like you have all the time in the world to start dating if you want to like settle down first um and then you'll see like don't 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 throw yourself into something too serious before you can actually handle it I think yeah for sure and it's like 
obviously this is again like a big difference between like a residential liberal arts college like mine and like Sophia's university in a big city like Milan but like this is especially to you people who are like NESCACs like if you're at Amherst, Williams, Milbury like one of these this is for you you will not get rid of the person that you've been dating ever like you will see them everywhere and it's going to be excruciating and you just like don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have to see them for like four years just like think about that like save yourself so much just like anxiety and just like wanting to throw up in your mouth every other day (laughs) yeah like if you do it like make sure you can handle it like I think um I think the fact that I was like in a city and of that I mean I can't can't really speak because I never dated anyone from uni but um but, you know, like I could say with some of my friends, like some of my classmates were dating each other and either you'd have like a really good balance where you could only see like you would only see each other during the day. And then um, you um, and then uh, and then they would have like, you know, they would live in different flats, etc. So I think that gives like a better separation. Also, given that the class size is way is way bigger in Europe, you don't really risk into bumping into the other person like that much. So, yeah, yeah half of me is saying that you like absolutely shouldn't no let's say okay 25% of me is saying that you absolutely shouldn't date anyone in your freshman year is exaggerating the 75% that's left is absolutely fucking serious because I've seen so many cases where it's gone like really really bad the one thing I'm like completely absolutely resolute on is that if you're an underclassman do not date a senior do not date someone that's like about to finish their degree do not date someone who's about to leave and is much older than you because like believe it or not between being a freshman and a senior you are in such a different space mentally people who are about to finish their degrees they know where they're going to work probably like they are fully grown adults yeah that's true I mean I would say that like if it happens it happens like if you meet someone the first week and you really click with that person like why not if you meet like a senior why not but then at the same time yeah like have your priorities straight and um just be realistic about your relationship like don't make sure that the reason why you're going through college is because you have the means to go through college and not because you're relying on someone else yeah totally fair totally fair but actually like I I like have not had a relationship in college so I like can't say but these are my thoughts just personally but the next one I'm actually quite quite excited about Sophia could you tell me what your wild card tip is um wildcard tip no I think uh, I think I'll save it I'll save it I'll say after yours okay <laughs> so mine is like so this is I have a story linked to this but I'll save it for the end but this is to all my girls who are trying to graduate summa cum laude far bigger to kappa like all the things while doing the dumb things that 20 somethings do and I am a living breathing example that it is possible so here's my advice what you're going to do is before you go out you are going to take one of those like sports electrolyte packets like propel or gatorade or like whatever and you're going to like either mix it into some water put it in like a bottle analogy whatever put it on your bedside table go out so that then when you come back to your dorm in whatever like godforsaken condition that you're in you're going to force that drink down your throat and pass out, wake up early, get your work done, go to the library, and then rinse and repeat. Works like magic. No hangovers in this household. 
Yeah, no, that's uh, that's true. Always fucking drink before going uh, going to bed. Also, eat something like greasy and fatty. <laughs> that also yeah. works a lot. Um, One thing about the Gatorade, some people swear that like drinking and eating like fatty stuff before you go out actually works better. But I don't know. I always feel like you have to do it like after you've already made bad choices. Okay. This is funny. This comes from personal experience. So, um, wild card. Always have hand sanitizer with you. Not because you have to, um, you know, sanitize your hand because there's a pandemic, but because it may be a really, really good substitute for a deodorant. <laughs> I swear okay. to God, it works like magic. Like, if you're in a crisis situation, you have to do, like, an interview on campus or meet a professor, meet someone you like, and sanitizer as deodorant, guys, that's the trick. That is not what I expected at all, but that's great, actually. And right now, during the pandemic, it's so multifunctional. What's exactly. there not like? You don't even have to carry with you, because I think you have, like, hand sanitizer dispensers that you need, like... Oh, you're just gonna like pump some in your head, hand and like, start <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> rubbing on your. <laughs> if it comes to worst, why not? Um, but um, <laughs> don't do it too often. Don't do it too often. But you know, like for that one time, it works. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I actually, um, you said that yours is from personal experience. Mine is too. Um, there are, I mean, there are many, but my personal favorite I had two in my mind and I don't quite know which one of them is like funnier but um I'll tell you the second one that I thought of because it's more recent I was at like an evening with my friends and um you know um <clears throat> we sang some snaps of so I don't even know how things go when you have the Scandi drinking songs it never goes well so long story short I somehow found found myself like back at my house and I don't quite remember how but I remember in this moment thinking I'm really hungry I'm going to make ramen I went into the kitchen cooked my ramen and then I was like I need an egg for this so I went into the fridge took my least favorite housemate's egg like stole it dropped said egg onto the floor scooped it up and put like what was left of the egg into my ramen then like took like those like <laughs> stuff that's so ratchet I was in gremlin condition I had clearly not had my propel yet put it into my ramen and then there was like this bunch of just like egg whites like all over this like linoleum floor so I was like okay I need to get these like super non-abs these paper towels that are like not absorbent at all and just like wipe the floor with it what does it do it doesn't absorb it it just like spreads it across the floor <laughs> so there's like I'm standing there in this like sea of just like egg white <laughs> but <laughs> so it was just bad and I was like oh well this is like sufficient right I put all of my ramen in this bowl and I like waddle over to my room, which is like very close to the kitchen. And um, I don't know why, but I like sat down on my fully carpeted floor, by the way, and like put the bowl down and I start like putting in like, I think I wanted to like watch Netflix or something, by the way, couldn't remember my password, uh, password, like couldn't type it in correctly because like it kept saying like, no, it wouldn't let me in. So like stood up to put my laptop away. And as I stood up, like, kicked the whole bowl 
around so that now I have these like sesame noodles all over my carpeted floor. <laughs> Go on. So what? So I'm like, wow, I can't just like leave them here. So I like with both of my hands, like, and remember, I had not had a bite of these noodles. So I like scoop them up off the floor back into the bowl, forgot them there, went to like drink my Gatorade, passed out. And then in the morning, woke up without a headache to a room that just smelled of sesame oil. <laughs> Legend says that it to this day smells like that because you can't get smells like that out of a carpeted floor. Well, congrats. It was horrible. <laughs> that was Gremlin so shit. Yeah. Okay, mine is. It's like, mom, please don't listen to this. But mine is. <laughs> It's okay to drink while you're studying <laughs> because you end up partying at night with a photographer for Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> so basically, um, I was doing my dissertation and I don't know if you guys listened to the Sangri episode, but that's how I got like close friends with this um, tapas bar and they were like all speak Spanish, blah, blah, blah. So I was doing my dissertation, waking up like every morning, going to a cafe, like a really cute cafe. And then the cafe would like close at like six and I would go to the tapas bar and drink sangria whilst writing my dissertation. What happens one night is that it's like Thursday night. And, and so I'm at the top of the bar as usual. And then I bump into a friend um, that I met and he brings along like this other guy with his girlfriend. And then we like, basically we sit down and they just start like ordering like sangria and sangria and sangria. And me and my other friend that was writing the dissertation with me, look at each other and be like, you know what, like whatever, let's, let's just get drunk. Like this is just gonna end badly. We already know this, we acknowledge that. And so we get lit and basically we start dancing in the public street. Um, and so at some point the place is shut down and then the guy is like, why don't we go to like my place? And like, by the way, I've never seen this person before. And I just magically like hop into his car, which was like a sports car. And I was like a Maserati or something like this. And then he drives along with his girlfriend and it was like another friend of mine in the car um, and, the, and the others get a taxi and we arrive in this like courtyard where he lives and then there's like neon lights and it looks like a Playboy um, house. And at some point we we're like getting lit there and, um, and he disappeared because he was doing business with his girlfriend uh, upstairs. And then we we're like downstairs having fun and like not understanding like a single thing of what's going on to be honest. Um, and then the neighbors at like two or three, uh, three uh, a.m. instead of like coming out and like, you know, yelling at us because we're making a lot of noise, they join us and they bring like a guitar and they start playing guitar. And turns out the guy that's playing guitar is like a photographer for Dolce & Gabbana. So you never know, like, it's not too bad to drink if you have an assignment. <laughs> Good more of the story. We don't like Dolce & Gabbana though. We kind of dislike them because they're racist, but <laughs> we, but yeah, it's not his know. fault. It's not the photographer's fault that they're shitty. Damn. If it, Okay, Sophia didn't tell me that she was going to have this story like this because I go to school in River Vermont. Like all of my stories have like gremlin aspects. It's much less glamorous than this. <laughs> I mean, it's the Milan fashion. Yeah. Word, so that will happen to you if you go to uni in Milan. 
Yeah, Sophia also got her vaccine in like the place where Donatella Versace had her last show before the COVID pandemic. Meanwhile, I got mine in a local CVS in Rutland, Vermont, <laughs> between the diapers and the baby food. So um, a tale of two worlds, you might say. <laughs> The other story that I had was literally just like, I was like brutally hungover and I had to go through this training and I had like a very big complex of like people not thinking that I was unprofessional. So I was determined to like not let a soul know that I was hungover. And I re- just remember that like this, this shit started I mean, imagine the morning. you like walking in with like Anna Winter's glasses and like a Starbucks <laughs> no, in your hand. No, literally like this shit started at eight in the morning and I only found out when I got there that it ran until 5pm. Like it was my entire Saturday. Oh my God. And so, <laughs> so imagine like I'm sitting there and I've like just had some like porridge because it was the only thing I could, I could eat. And like we was, we got this like massive binder with this like training material, right? And I remember we were like supposed to take notes from the PowerPoint and for like the first three hours, every time I leaned down to take a note in the binder, I could like feel the vomit coming up my throat and it was so bad. And then we went to lunch and my friend Christian was there and I just like went in and I was like, Christian, you know what? Like I'm dying. I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) And then like, by that time I'd like sobered up <laughs> and I have no recollection if I like said something really stupid during that first morning because I was like I'm, I'm pretty sure I was like still drunk anyway I made it through and I got a certificate and like no one called me out yeah I also um so basically I was called by my unit to give like a talk for the career service <laughs> and I was drunk as fuck <laughs> So basically it was like me, another guy that was like working full time, was like a trader somewhere. And then um and then like a friend of mine. And thanks God it was like online. And I was literally like standing there and like nodding, etc. And it was like 5 p.m. But I was still hangover because that that was like how angry I was. And then when I asked me a question, I was just like, yeah. And I would explain things. I was just like faking it to the max. But st- like at some point, I literally just gave up. And there's like, I think they took a picture of me. And then like, I'm there like holding my head with my, <laughs> with my other arm, my other head. Like my, my head is still and I look like completely like done. <laughs> but, um, you know what? But people told me that I gave good advice or so whatever. See, like, what's the moral of the story here? The moral of the story is, even if you're slightly hungover, you still show up to your commitments, you do the job, you get it done, and then you go and cry about it later. Yeah, I guess this is a big piece about college and, like, adulthood, is that there are no more excuses. Like, you feeling tired is not an excuse, you being hungover is not an excuse. I just have to learn to deal with it. So either you learn it and you do it and you do your job slash study at the same time or you don't learn it so you don't do it so I think that's like a very big lesson for those that are in college for sure and the third option is you don't do it and then you get your ass handed to you you get like verbally abused by someone and then you learn from that and that's like I guarantee you not the way that you want to do it yeah exactly but you learn it through time I think you learn it through time just know your boundaries at first yeah, you you, you, you learned to dr- <laughs> break yourself. Time had, the first time you had to, you, the first time you have to show up at a day long training completely hungover, you learn to drink the propel. You will never forget again. Exactly, exactly. I think the most important thing is just like 
college is still supposed to be fun like just like have a good time with it yeah no honestly have fun um don't take yourself too seriously there's no need to as long as you know there's no point in taking yourself too seriously if you don't have like proper goals in mind and a proper structure because these are the ones who actually lead you places or where you want to be don't don't worry too much about your social life although put effort like show up to class um just like put the minimum amount of effort and then yeah enjoy it put a tiny bit more than the minimum effort in i know what sophia means though like yeah like your grades are not so important that you should like disavow your entire social life and like never go party you know like there are plenty of like living breathing examples such as Sophia and I to show you that you can do both like it's completely possible yeah um 100% and what else did I want to say honestly yeah like but make sure you strike a balance between your work and having fun because you never have as much free time as you have in college trust me when you start working (laughs) it's gonna change yeah yeah and like if you don't if you're not planning on going to grad school then like why care about your grades I know this is like coming from two people who like most likely will go to grad school but like I don't know if like if someone's like they're gonna do their bachelor and they're like 100% set on having that be their education then like you know C's get degrees I guess just you know know your goals know what you want to achieve and also like I would say don't stress it like you don't have to get like a plus for getting like summa cum laude sometimes you just need like a b plus depending on your uni policy so just figure that out and you'll be fine yeah nothing to add there but on that note do we have an overhead is it my time this week I think it's your time, but I found something really funny on Instagram, so I'm happy to read it, although it's not a overheard. Oh, no, you should do that then. Do that. Okay. Um, I think this is something that most girls would get. Um, Birth control would be like, well, do you want depression or do you want a baby? (laughs) (laughs) Or both, you know. Or both. (laughs) Most likely both. Um, Well, that's great. Yeah, so... This has been a fun one. I think this has also been a necessary one because these are things that I wish I'd heard when I was but a tiny 18, 19-year-old. But if you enjoyed this episode, please do remember to subscribe, give us that rating on Apple Podcasts, send the episode to a friend who might be joining us in the college experience, and give us a follow at Equally Lost Podcast on Instagram. See you next week. <laughs>